So today, folks, I'm wearing this Morning Joe blue fleece in honor of Joe Scarborough, who on the Morning Joe show this morning proceeded to call Kevin McCarthy, who is the uh, the minority leader of in the Congress, he proceeded to call Kevin McCarthy Steve or Stephen several times in a row. And this is even after Mika said, it's Kevin, it's Kevin. Um, you know, I kind of get it because we're about the same age and uh, you know how that goes. So folks, today we've got some nuggets here. Uh, here is, it's five o'clock somewhere, Ronnie Jackson out there, who you'll remember gave a cognitive test to our beloved Donald Trump, man, woman, child. I'm sure it was really that hard. And now he's complaining that the same thing should be done for Joe Biden. Have a listen to this. And the man's 79 years old, 50% of the United States population does not believe that he's mentally fit, cognitively fit to lead this country as our commander in chief and our head of state. And so Dr. O'Connor spent six pages talking about useless stuff that no one cares about and did not address the elephant in the room, which is, is this man cognitively fit to be our president? Whenever President Trump had his physical done, I did a cognitive test on him. President Trump was the first president to ever have one done. And that was because the far left and the liberal media demanded they were relentless. Yeah, that was a fake test. Like I said, man, woman, child. Come on, Dr. Ronnie Jackson in their pursuit of me and getting his physical done and including the cognitive test as part of that. We did that, and I did it because I was 100% sure that President that there was a one single thing wrong with President Trump, and he, he, he said, let's do it, Ronnie. I got nothing to hide. Oh, yeah, he's got something to hide, all right, folks. You know, that's, that's for damn sure. The man's got something to hide. We all know it. So I hope that uh, Dr. Ronnie Jackson is just going to be a one-term congressman. I mean, it is 5 o'clock somewhere. Dr. Jackson. So folks, today I just wanted to talk about this. Um, I've got one more nugget I want to share with you today. Have a look at this. So this is a story. This is a story that is an interesting read. And I don't make it a habit of going to the New York Post, but today I did. And Oregon GOP gubernatorial candidate admits he and wife belong to a swingers group. By God. You know, and I never did get this kind of stuff. You know, yes, I'm old. I'm kind of old, going on 57. But in my younger days, I mean, yeah, this stuff is kind of gross. I mean, it just never, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should have been a priest. I have no idea. But here's what the story says. A top candidate in the Republican primary for Oregon governor has admitted that he and his wife explored a swinging lifestyle before deciding that swapping partners wasn't for them, according to a report. His name is Stan Pulliam. He's 40 years old. He told the Williamette Week that he and his wife of 12 years, Mackenzie, had explored relationships, mutual relationships with other couples for a brief period of time before ultimately deciding that it wasn't for us. Pulliam, who is now, folks, get this, he's currently the mayor of his hometown of Sandy, fessed to the outlet after a 2016 screenshot from a page titled Swinger Facebook Group PDX made its rounds across the state's political circles and uh have a look at this so this is um this is what they look like there they are all smiles and so the post that he made to the swingers group said this hi everyone Mackenzie and i are excited to be added to your little community some of you we have already had the pleasure to meet and we look forward to getting to know the rest of you cheers and happy saturday And that was posted back in July 9th of 2016. And all the responses were, welcome, look forward to meeting you. And how about this one? Woo-hoo, welcome, guys. 
And then the last one here, it says, these two are amazing and sexy as hell. Glad to have you in the group. Ugh. <laughs> God. Nasty. I just, sleazy, sleazy. And according to this guy here, his, his quote of the day is that, uh, I think people can relate from all different parts of the state who have been involved in marriages. He told William Ed Week, there are different stages of marriage and different ebbs and flows. This is something that was for a brief period in our past and is in the past. If you want an actual conservative as your next governor, we need your help. Yeah, I bet you do. You're going to need a hell of a lot more help than you think after this article gets around. I mean, this is, uh, but you know, this is okay, right? In the conservative right, this is okay to do. You say you're mea culpas, you go out, you do whatever the hell you want to do. You say you're mea culpas, everything's okay. Everything's kosher. Come on back in. Born in sin, come on in. But folks, the article here that I really want to talk to you about is this one. So this is coming to us from the Daily Beast. And it's entitled, Far-Right Troll Matt Walsh Tried to Dupe Trans People into Joining His Anti-Trans Documentary. Now, this man is a sleaze bag. There he is. I mean, he is as sleazy as they come. Just look at him. I mean, you can't judge a book by a cover in this case. So the article says, A far-right podcaster working for the Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's right-wing outlet, by the way. Thank you, Ben Shapiro, for this little gem has been attempting to dupe dozens of trans people and doctors into participating in an anti-trans documentary under false pretenses. A prominent trans activist revealed this week, Matt Walsh, who is, has an extensive history of overtly bigoted rhetoric predating his work for Shapiro's burgeoning media empire, has become a leading anti-trans voice in the conservative movement of late. The one-time shock jocks cartoonishly hateful remarks about the LGBTQ community have only increased his public profile and garnered him right-wing media stardom, including frequent appearances on Fox News. So as you're reading through this, the, the gripe that I've got is I don't care if he likes trans people. I don't care if he likes, you know, mushrooms and, you know, uh, chicken on his pizza. You know, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of that. But to go out and actually try to trap trans people under the guise of, and I'll read this to you, what he tried to do, but essentially it was going out and trying to trap trans people under the guise of a documentary that was designed to sort of help them and and showcase, you know, some of the good things about them, to try to trick them in this whole process. I mean, this is this is raunchy. This is nasty. I mean, this is why people go to hell. Right, Matt Matt Walsh? You know, this is this is where you're going to end up, I, I'm afraid to tell you. It's the truth. So the article continues. It says, fresh off the mainstream attention he gained from a controversial appearance on Dr. Phil, and after promising to wage an all-out assault on gender ideology, Walsh apparently decided to up the ante yet again while ripping a page from the Project Veritas playbook. He recently attempted to trick a number of trans people and medical professionals into volunteering for what now appears to be an anti-trans documentary. Now, that was all put to a big halt when this person, and here she is down here in a post, her name is Eli Ehrlich. She's a writer and co-founder of the organization Trans Student Educational Resources, revealed on Twitter this week that she had been contacted by an associate producer from an organization billing itself as the Gender Unity Project, which, according to the producer, was doing a film on the trans community and wanted Ehrlich to participate. 
So she became very suspicious of this whole thing. And after doing some digging, she discovered that this person, McKenna Lynn, was actually McKenna Waters, who was actually an associate of the producer for the Matt Wall Show and has worked on hundreds of the right wing's trolls broadcast, the article says. So based on public and private response to Ehrlich's post, it appears quite possible that at least 50 trans people and doctors were contacted by Walsh's anti-trans project. 50? I mean, what's wrong with this guy, for God's sakes? Live and let live. I don't care what you like, Matt Walsh, but the thing that I hate most about Republicans and conservatives like you is that you just can't live and let live. We don't give a damn what you like. So this person, Ehrlich, told the Daily Beast that at least nine people have personally told her that Walsh's team approached them and that one of those people actually filmed scenes for the deceptive documentary that Walsh was trying to put together. And get this, folks, Debbie Jackson, who is an advocate for trans youth, noted on Ehrlich's Facebook page that Waters had attempted to reassure her that they would not include, they would not include any bigotry in our film in an attempt to get Jackson and her 14-year-old trans child, Avery, to participate. So, you know, he's trying to deceive people, including a 14-year-old child, trans child, in this documentary. I mean, there are no limits to what these, the scum of the earth will do. And the fact that they just can't live and let live, folks, they just can't let someone live their life. That's what's wrong with the conservatives right now. Not every Republican feels this way. But there's enough of them. This man's got a huge following, and he's just peddling in hate. And it it just makes me sick. So, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in. As always, if you enjoy the content, don't forget to click subscribe, and I'll look for you for next time. Take care.